Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What an excellent day for an exorcism. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time, yeah! This is the old Decibel Geek Podcast coming at you right here on this fine, fine Rocktober morning. It's the sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and we're going to do it to you right here, right now. Wow! Hey! Hey! You know that, right? You know what that is? Of course. Nice. Trick or treat. That's what inspired me truly to be a DJ, I think. I was wondering why you were wearing like the snakeskin jacket, the cowboy Got my boots kicked up in the (laughs) air, yeah. Cool. Listen to me, Chris. You're not meant to play that record backwards. <laughs> but here you go. I made you a tape of it. I'm going to play it at exactly midnight for the whole town. Oh, wow. The movie that basically inspired this episode. Totally. Totally did. I love it. Happy Halloween. Same to you. Happy Halloween to everybody out there in rock and roll world. Yes, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. We're back once again. We had so much fun last week going back to our German rock and roll roots once again this year for Rocktoberfest 2. A lot of fun, a lot of good response. Yeah, a lot of good response. And uh, I'm ready to uh, do some horror movie soundtrack songs. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm all coked up now. <laughs> you sure are. That's Coca-Cola for middle-aged people. Happy Halloween. You want to help us out? You know how to do it. You go to iTunes, you leave us a review because I think most of you guys most likely are probably listening to this on iTunes. You you just go there, you look up Decibel Geek Podcast. You probably want to subscribe to it because that's the way to do it. So that way every time, you know, we got a new episode, bam, you got it. You don't even have to look us up, remember to look us up, none of that stuff. You just get it automatically. That's the way to do it. Hands free. Definitely. Hands free rock and roll, baby. You got to love that. And while you're on iTunes, like I said, please leave us a review. We've got for you, uh, we're not editing today, so we're going to keep on going. No messing up, right? Right. (laughs) So no messing up. Here we go. iTunes review. This one we recently got not too long ago. It came to us from six 
26, and it's just titled Fantastic. I like that already. It's a five-star review. That's the way we like it, and it goes a little something like this. My favorite podcast. They play and talk about the music I love. Great guests, and they often introduce me to hard rock slash metal music I haven't heard before. Short, sweet, to the point, five stars. Fantastic. That's what it's called. I agree. Thanks very much, 626. Very nice. Yes. And if you haven't left us a review because there's a lot more of you that listen than leave this review so we and we know we understand it's kind of a pain in the ass it is but, but it means a lot to, to us. us it's totally worth it and it means a lot to us that's why we take the time to read the itunes reviews at the top of the show we figure hey if you're going to take the time to help us out we're going to take the time to shine a spotlight on you for a minute and read it on the on the show yeah that's right and uh speaking of other people that help us out we have this week's Geeks of the Week. These are the people that shared on Facebook or retweeted on Twitter last week's Rocktoberfest 2 episode. Geeks of the Week this week are Mark Alden-Taylor, Chad Pollock, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Mike Stewart, Kevin Williams, Dave Shirt. Man, that guy really loves to promote. He does. That's Miguel Nunez, David Alpazar, Brad Kalmanson, The Riff of the Day, Gino Ames, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, and congratulations, yeah. Joe, on the birth of your son. That's awesome. Uh, Ian Wadley, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Michael Bartley, Brian Knapp, Shane Abair, Wayne Cross, Darren Park, and Colin Francis, Warren Money, Andrew Jacobs, Joe Lascon. Joseph Ciambelli, Brent Walter, Robin Bennett, Trevor McDougal, Greg McLone, James Brendan Dunn, Mark DeVadimo, Joey Vancieri, Derek Novak, Ernesto Aguiar, Music Mags and Wax, Daniel Chaput, Billy Hardcore, Shane Stuckless, Adam Cox, Nick Rose, Hoops Podcasts Are the Best, Mikhail Burrell, J-Mo Town Drummer, The Terrence and Mark Experience, and The Mooger Fuger, and a special thanks to Anthony Espinufano. I think I've got that right for the $10 donation you sent us this week. Oh, so cool, man. We we love you guys so much. These That's a list of people. They're cooler than Freddie, Michael Myers, and Jason all wrapped up together. More badass than the combination of the, the holy trinity of evil horror movies. <laughs> These guys, they pale in comparison to our Geeks of the Week. Yes. We love you guys so much. We really appreciate it. A lot of VIPs on that list yes. right there. Hey, you're missing out on some cool stuff if you're not a VIP. Well, sometimes you get a versus when we're on top of things, but yeah. you always get the Chris and Aaron show. Yeah. We got a b- whole bunch of verses coming up, yeah, so we we're, we're picking up the slack for where we slid a little bit last week, yeah. but it's all good in VIP land. You guys come check it out. We got some special stuff, good announcements coming up regarding that, so Absolutely. stay tuned. Get involved. Patreon.com or, of course, DecibelGeek.com is where it's at. Absolutely. And the, today's episode is... Something where this is one of those where when the theme came up, it was like, why have we not done this yet? Yeah, because we were kind of thinking, you know, it's Halloween. We got to do something special. We did uh, we did Scary Songs. Yep. That was pretty fun. Uh, what was the other one? Shock Rocktober. Mm-hmm. That was the original one we yep. did. You know, so we wanted to do something kind of along those lines. And so we thought, you know what? This was actually your idea, Chris, because it was a damn good one. And it was like, yeah, why haven't we done this before? Well, because we both grew up watching horror movies. And yeah. back in the 80s and 90s, it was a you know, metal, rock and roll, and horror movies kind of were hand in hand. Totally, like, totally. You could were. always expect a good soundtrack to come out of it with a lot of hard rock bands. Yeah, a lot of times, more often times than not. And I was like wanting to look for for newer horror movies, and it's like, well, maybe some kick ass new metal bands are on some of these. Newer movies? No, no. They hardly ever do this anymore. I guess probably not since Dracula two thousand. Dracula 2000. That had a pretty rocking soundtrack. I don't remember that. That was one. all them years ago, though. Uh, yeah, but like anything in the last 10 years, I, I was, you know, trying to look up like some of the remakes of stuff. Yeah. Nothing. It's just like, you know, film score music. Huh. Probably it costs too much to pay the bands, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Well, today we got to change that. We got to we got to show these big shots in Hollywood and all our friends all around the world how important it is to have kick-ass rock and roll in your horror movie because, you know, 
heavy metal is scary music. It's meant to scare you sometimes. That's maybe why it goes hand in hand so well. And like you said, when we talked about doing this, obviously the first one that popped into my mind, I'm sure you did too, but yeah. you, you, I think what I say, okay, I'll do it, but I call this one yeah. right off the bat. First you know? thing you said. So, you know, this was a movie that came out in 1987 and I'll never forget it. I seen it, I guess, as soon as it came out on VHS mm-hmm. because it was all the buzz because Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons were in it. Yep. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know nothing about the soundtrack. All I knew was I had to see Trick or Treat as soon as it came out on VHS. But more importantly, Skippy from Family Ties was in it. Right, yeah. The Ragman. <laughs> Eddie Weinbauer. Yeah, Mark Price, known from Skippy on Family if Ties. I don't. If you're under 30, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you're over 30, you definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, then it had Gene Simmons as the DJ Nuke. Yep. How cool was he in that he movie? He was great in it. He was originally, they wanted him to play Sammy Kerr. They did. But he turned it yeah, down. he didn't want to do it. No, because he, at the time, he, he knew that that would pigeonhole him right. in his roles. Well, here's a rock star that can only play rock stars. And, of course, he went on to many love interest roles after that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do him a lot of good. No, no but he was probably one of his best roles. He out of the movies I think of with Gene Simmons in it, this was probably my favorite character that he played. As, you know, he, he didn't have a huge part in the movie. But the part in the movie he played was really important and very integral to the story of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, Ozzy Osbourne on the show, on the movie as a TV evangelical preacher, I guess. You know, it's talking about the evils of rock music. Then I'll never forget Sammy Kurt takes his hand and like reaches into the TV and like, ah. So cool. If you guys have never seen this movie, you're missing oh, out you on something. Oh, you have to see it at least oh, once. Oh, you totally got to. Uh, the funny thing I found out was the, the main jock bully. In the movie, they was Tim Tim Haney was his name. His play was played by a guy named Doug Savant, and he's the only one of them that, other than of course Ozzy and Gene, that really went on to do anything. He became a big star, making the big money on Desperate Housewives. Oh, really? I guess so. That's what I read. And uh, another thing I read, and I'd love to find out the story behind this: that Blackie Lawless was also considered to play the role of Sammy Kerr. I could see that. Yeah, this is funny. This this movie kind of woke me up to the way Hollywood works because mm-hmm. originally when I saw the movie I just assumed that you know the guy that was playing Sammy Kerr Tony Fields was mm-hmm. singing those songs <laughs> nope but he wasn't you know later on I would find out the soundtrack you can actually get the soundtrack all these songs awesome you know yeah. Sammy Kerr album for real no it's fast way mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because the entire soundtrack is actually a full length uh, fast yeah, way studio album it's basically part of their discography and it's damn good so I can't think of a better way to kick off our awesome Halloween horror movie show that we're doing here today than with Fastway from 1987, the one and only Chick Trick or Treat soundtrack. And it is the title track from the movie and the album. And here it is, Trick or Treat.
a Sammy Kerr or not. Or is it? From the Trick or Treat soundtrack. It's funny that you realize that and it's like, wait a minute, none of these people are singing their own songs in these movies. This is all fake, you know? And then the next thing you know, wrestling's not real and it's all downhill from there. Millie Vanilli was faking it. And- yeah, all that. Well, Sammy Kerr, he was, like I said, played by Tony Fields. Uh, Trick or Treat was his biggest role, unless you count his time as a solid gold dancer or is it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, or his appearances in Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie music videos. No kidding. Yeah, died of complications uh, involved with AIDS in 1995. Wow, yeah, yeah, I never knew what happened to the guy. That's what I got thinking is like, man, that guy was so cool in that movie. I, uh, he must have gone on to do other stuff, but not really. Yeah, I always wondered because yeah, it just he kind, of, he kind of just disappeared after the movie. So be careful, don't you be summoning the spirit of Tony Fields back into this realm because no. he's gone. Let him rest. Wear a condom if you do. But always remember him for his role, Sammy Kerr. Sorry, you're terrible. Yeah, I know. I'm going to hell for that one. Um, all right, so my first pick. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest killers in horror movies is Jason Voorhees. Heck yeah. So I had to pick something off of a Friday movie, and I grew up watching all the Friday the 13th movies. My friend Jacob was my partner in crime with watching these things. Every every Saturday night, our ritual was watching horror movies until 11 o'clock and then watching Headbangers Ball until yeah, 2 o'clock. I had a friend who we did the exact same thing. Yeah, so pizza slasher movies and metal that right. was that was totally. our, our saturday night every week me every and my week. buddy jason the, there was a gas station right across the street from his house and they also rented videos and they yep. never checked our ids rented us whatever <laughs> we wanted and yeah we were big the friday friday and the freddy movies were the best for, yeah. uh, for us we, we oh, watched totally. them over and over and uh it was new and fresh at the time that's right so i'm gonna play something off the friday the 13th part six jason live soundtrack and the original concept called for Tommy Jarvis, the protagonist of parts four and five, to become the new villain, like to replace Jason. And the poor fan reception to part five prompted the producers to bring Jason back as the antagonist. Yeah. And resurrecting Jason, they made made him an, expl- an explicitly supernatural force for the first time, depicting him as being raised by raised from the dead via electricity. Wow. This version of Jason, an undead serial killer and more powerful superhuman, would become the standard depiction for the rest of the franchise until the 2009 remake. And of That's course, the way we like them. This was when the joke came out, like in the 80s, because like, it started getting ridiculous of how many times can Jason die and come back? And it's like, you can. You could kill this fucker, cut him up into a million pieces, yeah. mail him to different parts of the country, and he'd yeah. come back the next day and kill he you. He would totally come back. You can't stop this guy. Right. And um, so. This the song I'm going to play is the theme song for the film, and it appears numerous times throughout and during the end credits. It was also the lead singer from an album called Constrictor. Heck yeah! Talking about Alice Cooper. See, that's scary by itself. Yeah, <laughs> the song's well known for its music video, which combines clips from Jason Lives with original footage of Alice performing the song and Jason Voorhees menacing teenagers at a midnight showing of the movie. It's a cool cool video if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So this is Alice Cooper from Friday the 13th Part 6 with He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. Can't be- 
So who's scarier, Jason Voorhees or Alice Cooper? The keyboard player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love right. the song, Scary. but that song is due for an update. That's too funny. You know, right on the money, though. It's a great song. I mean, like the, it's a well-written song. The lyrics are cool. The melody's cool, but it's very dated. Yeah, it is. Like, I wish he would re-record the song. Should, yeah. yeah. Drop the keyboards out of it. And Paul Taylor, if that was you, then I apologize. Yeah? Because it may have been him playing it. I'm you never sure. know. <laughs> you never know. He's all over that stuff. All right, you know, talking Halloween, we're talking about scary movies, scary stuff. There ain't much scarier than some of the stuff that goes on in the real world. That's and I'm talking about, you know, shit like the uh, the killer clown, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Was he the first juggalo? I don't know. That ain't for me to say. It's not for me to say. Oh, man, that's bad. Between 1972 and 1978, he raped and murdered 33 dudes and buried them in his basement and around his house. Yeah. Yeesh. Crazy. Then, of course, you got Jeffrey Dahmer, America's least favorite slash most famous person. Yeah. I hate that. The Milwaukee Cannibal. Between 1978 and 1991, he raped and murdered 17 dudes. Not quite as many, but he ate them. He ate them. Yeah, so that, I guess that counts for something. Both sick and twisted pieces of shit. But what happens when a secret government laboratory accidentally clones both of these fucks for the sake <laughs> of comedy and gore? You get 2010's Angry Baby Monkey Pictures presentation of the critically acclaimed motion picture, Dahmer versus Gacy. Yeah, see, I don't even remember this movie coming out. No, 2010, so that wasn't too long ago. But these guys reached back a ways for their soundtrack. I got a good one for you. I can't even believe I'm able to squeeze this one in on a Halloween show. <laughs> but, hey, it fits because it was on the soundtrack for Dahmer vs. Gacy. So from 2010, the Dahmer vs. Gacy soundtrack, it's Enough's Enough with Rockin' World.
not really scary, but pretty rocking. Yeah, it's a good song. Love that tune. Heck yeah. So did you actually see that movie? Yeah, I've seen it. So, I've seen parts of it. So I how, think. Uh, what is it? What's it like? Oh, it's it's funny. Yeah. It's it's funny more than anything. It's it's like a uh, goof on a horror movie. It's maybe. a goof on a horror movie. But what a great concept, though. Yeah. You know. It is. Those guys are. <laughs> oh man, two of the worst people that ever lived. You know, it's like. Oh, totally. What can we do to really spoof a movie? You know, a horror movie, and really just be a like. It's almost like Dave Brocky came up with the idea. It's it's so it offensive sound. to so many different people right. on so many different levels. It seems like something only he could think of. Oh man! All but right. you gotta love a company like Angry Baby Monkey Pictures, right? It's a great name. It is okay. Good stuff. So I'm play something from an album or well from a movie that's a little bit more well known. In uh, 1988. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, came out. Yeah. So I did Jason last pick. I'm going to do Freddy this one. The film was released August 19th, 1988. It grossed over $49 million in the U.S., making it the highest-grossing horror film at the domestic box office released in the 80s and the most financially successful film in the franchise until the release of Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Which, uh, not much of a movie there. I kind of liked it. Yeah. But still, my favorite was part three. And I think that's probably Dream what Warriors. carries over into part four and made that so popular. That's true. Now, And I could have very easily played Dream Warriors by right. Dawkins. Sure, because that was on part three. But any chance I get, I'm going to play Vinnie Vincent. Who? This guy that was in Kiss for a little while. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. He, he saved them. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. What did he save them from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get that argument started. Again. Okay. But anyway, um, this was some of my first exposure ever to Vinnie Vincent was when this movie came out. Because I was, yeah. as I mentioned before, I was big into these slasher films at the time. But I wasn't necessarily like, I was a, and I was a big rock fan, but I was, Vinnie Vincent was not really on my radar at all. And Kiss wasn't really either yet. Right. I mean, they kind of were. This is when I started getting into them with Crazy Nights around this time. Okay. So I remember when the movie came out and... They did, MTV does a special on the movie, like to you know hype it up, and Vinny is on the special. Wait a minute, are you telling me that you discovered Vinny Vincent before you start discovered Kiss? No, 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 no. Okay. I had already discovered Kiss, oh, okay. but I was just becoming a fan at the okay, time. Okay, I got you. I was going to say, well, that explains a lot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and I under and I I understood that Vinny was in Kiss, uh-huh. but like I wasn't huge and i didn't have to know everything at the time but anyway he was on this special that they did and like do you remember the mtv dj kevin seal he was kind of like a preppy guy mm, from the 80s no i don't think so well he was hosting this special and there's this really cheesy scene where like he he's like backing up and like he's like he's supposed to be in a haunted house and right like vinnie's backing up in the same direction and they bump into each other and scare each other oh yeah. hi vinnie kind of like scooby-doo and shaggy kind yeah of deal. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like really corny and uh and at one point in the special, Vinny's like even wearing the uh, the Freddy sweater and the glove and the hat. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's like kind of cheesy, but that was my first exposure to him. I was like, oh, so that's Vinny Vincent. And I remember seeing the video for this song on that special, but I still had I didn't become a fan quite yet. My fandom for Vinny was a few years off, but this was like my first exposure to him. Okay, cool. Um, other artists on the soundtrack for this movie include Sea Hags, Love Hate, yeah, the Fat Couple Boys, of my favorite bands. And the Fat Boys. And Sinead O'Connor. Weird. That's a soundtrack for you. How are you going to have the Sea Hags and, and Love Hate, two of the most awesome bands ever, and then... Hey, the Fat Boys were fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. All right. And uh, 
this song also appears as you know on the All Systems Go album, but for this movie, it appears in a scene being scene being played on the jukebox. Hmm. So from 1988, and I'm going to play the full album version because it has the extended guitar solo. This is that's the, how Vinny would want that's it. That's right. This is the Vinny Vincent Invasion with Love Kills.
That's that's pretty funny, like you say, because like horror movies and rock and roll like that go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and the the popularity of them, like those kind of movies and the popularity of that kind of music, all kind of like came and went together. Yeah, and I'll get on my next pick. I'll get into more of that. Too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. At least I'm able to spot the trend here. Yeah. All right, I got one for you that comes out from around that same time, 1988. You know, and I think when I say the name, you'll think, you'll agree that the most memorable thing about Ghoulies is that image of the little green monster guy coming out of the toilet. Of course. You know, it's that's... Iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. I remember <laughs> seeing that up on the shelves at the VA, the video stores when we were kids, you know, because we had the VHS back then. You know, if you don't know about the Ghoulies, they were basically like pint-sized demons summoned from another dimension. And they just would go around and kill people. And the thing was about the ghoulies is that they were little and they were fast. And green. And green. They looked like little green pieces. No, because some of them, they all looked different. Like there was one that looked like a rat. Right. Like person, like a muscular rat person. I haven't seen this movie since the 80s. Yeah, me too. That's what I was trying to look up some stuff about. There's one that kind of looked like a wolf. And then there was the one that crawled around on the ground. He had like frog legs. And there's all, but they were small and they were fast. So they would like, and they were mischievous. So when they'd kill you, you wouldn't even know what was going on. You know, right. the person getting killed wouldn't even know what was happening to them. But then after it was done, they'd be like, hey, 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 you know, like <laughs> they kill you. So that was, you know, Ghoulies 1. So it's such a great, iconic movie that obviously they got to come back for a part two for it. Oscar material. <laughs> and after killing everyone worth killing in the first movie, they return in the 88 with Ghoulies 2. They still, t- uh, they, uh, they still pop out of the toilets. Yeah. yeah. But they do it at a traveling carnival now. Nice. So they're popping out of outhouses, I guess. Yuck. I don't remember if I seen part two. I'm trying to picture one of those things on the tilt a whirl. They well, when they're on the tilt a whirl, they they're taking the nuts and bolts and right, stuff out. Right. So okay. that's that's what they do. You know, that was the Ghoulies. Bullshit. But the cool thing about Ghoulies too, the really the coolest thing, was the fact that Wasp was on the soundtrack. And what a freaking awesome song and a funny video, especially if you go back and watch it because it's got the ghoulies and stuff in it and Blackie's messing with them and everything. It's pretty neat. So here's for you on Halloween. You're going to really like this one. It's one of my all-time favorite Wasp songs. Blackie Lawless and the boys right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. And this one's called Scream Until You Like It.
heard that in years. No, me neither. And I was like, when we started talking about doing this, I was thinking, oh, I, was, I was like, wait a minute. I remember that video of Blackie. What movie was that? Yeah. It was Ghoulies 2. Yeah. Wow. It took Blackie Lawless to make me remember the Ghoulies. What? <laughs> so, Aren't you so happy you remember them now? <laughs> it's a Halloween miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, um, we want to take a quick break and uh, talk a little bit about this week's Amazon purchases. This is usually one of my favorite parts of the show because there's always cool stuff that we get to hear about that you guys are out there purchasing through our link. You don't know about that? What? It's easy. You just go to decibelgeek.com. Right there, you're going to see our Amazon banner. You click on that, it's going to take you to Amazon just like you would if you just went there without coming through us first the difference is if you do come through us through our website and do your shopping on amazon while it doesn't cost you a penny more or anything there's no nothing added to what you're doing but what amazon will do was take a percentage of your purchase and kick it back to the show yep it's like you're 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 doing what you're doing because you want to do it it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything it's no extra work really but the benefit to us is huge and so that that helps us be able to do more cool things in the future. These shows, you know, obviously it's not free for us to do. No. You know, we don't even barely have the free time to do it. <laughs> Especially this week. <laughs> Jeez. We're probably recording this like a couple of hours before you hear it. Yep. To be honest with you. <laughs> so, you know, it it any little help we can get, whether it be iTunes reviews or or helping us out, especially this way by shopping through our link, showing Amazon and iTunes that we're we're doing something right here, you know. And it, it a lot of people have been doing it. That's right. But just cool people. So if you're not cool, don't do it. But if you're <laughs> if you want to be cool, then but this if, is obviously the way to do it. Or if you're not cool and then you do it, you will become cool. Exactly. That's what At I'm saying. And then you don't have to worry about it no more. Yeah, then you'll always be cool. You're golden after that. Well, one guy, I got. I have to mention one person by name just because they told me what they did and I saw the evidence of it. They, he deserves a shout out. Oh, man. Very special thanks to Rob Harris, uh, who is a listener. And um, he, I guess he, he, he like furnishes offices with equipment. Yeah. Like, you know, computer gear and stuff. He purchased a ton of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give the number, but it was a lot. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a special thank you to him because Rob, it it really means a lot to us. It's so cool that you take the time to do that, you know. And Rob's awesome because he knows that through his business that he's doing here with yeah. his, you know, purchasing all this stuff through Amazon, which is something he would normally do anyway. He knows that it's not going to hurt the business no. to go through the Decibel Geek link. We only get the benefit of it because he's buying so much stuff. Yeah. That we see so much benefit from it, but it doesn't harm anybody. It only breeds good. That's right. It's a good thing. If you guys work somewhere, go around to everybody's computers and <laughs> change their link to the Amazon through the Decibel Geek idea. link. It's not a bad idea. It's not going to hurt nobody, That's but it's cool. just going to help us. Cool. So I've got a few other things that were bought this week. A Kiss Through the Fire All Over Front Print Adult T-shirt was bought. What? It's really cool. I saw a picture. Yeah? yeah. I want to see that. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street collection. All seven original films and bonus disc on Blu-ray was bought. How fitting. See, somebody knew that we were going to be doing this this Either week. That, well, or was Halloween coming up. Or their VIP, and they <laughs> knew we were going to do it. That's true, too. Uh, some music that was bought. Wasp Golgotha was bought this week. Good. I'm glad to see that album selling it's a lot, well. man. It's doing really well. The Beatles Magical Mystery Tour. That new album was bought. Scary. <laughs> I love that album. Ann Wilson, the Ann Wilson thing EPs. It's a new solo thing she has that's huh, cool. just come out. And Michael Sweet's solo album, I'm Not Your Suicide, was purchased. Still no Grim Reaper. I don't see Grim Reaper. You must have What's done it wrong. on here? <laughs> maybe we missed it a couple maybe, weeks ago. Maybe you didn't click through the right way. No, I know I did. I know <laughs> I did it. 
All right. I'll have to double check, but I know I did. All right. Well, we got plenty of show left to go. Yeah. Thank you, everybody that's doing that, helping us out through that link. Despogeek.com. You know, you got all the action there. That's where you get your T-shirts. That's where you get your VIP information. That's where you're going to find out about new rock albums coming out that you may not have known about. That's where you're going to get concert reviews. That's where you're going to get album reviews. You're going to get, you know, human interest, heavy metal timepieces there. It's, It's beautiful. Midget porn, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Whatever you want, it's all at decibelgeek.com. Trying to expand the audience. You know. <laughs> or maybe shrink the audience. <laughs> you beat me to it. Because I was going to stop and not uh, say it, but oh, okay, man. I'm glad you did. Yeah, if it's inappropriate, I'll go there. Okay. <laughs> all right, so earlier you talked about how, you know, kind of during this, this is, I, this is like a golden period, like with, uh, you know, metal and uh, horror movies, like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and everything you know, both were doing real big numbers at the box office, and uh, I'm gonna. This is the culmination of that with my next pick. A movie came out in 1988 called Black Roses. I've heard so much about this movie. I've okay. never seen it. I've never seen it either, and all I remembered from it, and the sad thing is, is, I had a roommate for a while who owned a video store, and I see the box for this movie all the time. Yeah. Now the box for this movie isn't is awesome. It's got this really cool artwork of like these demon hands going around a guitar and roses and and it's like a three dimensional box, so it like comes up off the top of the box. Yeah. It's weird that I never bothered watching the movie. But that it is tells weird. you how bad it is. Um so horror movies and metal were doing so good and intertwined at the time that this movie is labeled a metal exploitation film. It only makes sense. So, here, let me tell you the plot of this amazing film. Okay. A new rock and roll band named Black Roses plays at a sleepy town called Mill Basin, causing the, t- the town's kids to turn into rockers. However, what the town does not know is that the band is also turning kids into demonic monsters. I think this happened in Cadillac, Michigan once. It probably did. Based on a true story. Right. From Cadillac, Michigan. So, um, to tell you how good the acting must be in this film, because I've never seen it, Guess you know who the second build person is? Uh uh-uh. uh. Carmine Apiece. So he's the second biggest star. Yes. Second biggest movie star. The second biggest actor in, in the this film. film. Yeah. You've never heard of any of the other people. I'm sure he was awesome though. Yeah. But well the the band this is the craziest thing though. The like the band the, the movie's about a band called Black Roses. Right. And the band is made up of real rock rock musicians. So okay. here's the lineup of Black Roses. Carmine Apiece, um, Mark Free on vocals okay, from King Cobra, yeah. Mick Sweeta on guitar, cool. Chuck Wright on bass, yeah. and Elliot Solomon on keyboards. Huh. That sounds like a pretty damn it's good band. It's most of King Cobra yeah. doing the music for this. Yeah, it, yeah, I guess you're right. And they do original songs for the, for the movie and the soundtrack, and the soundtrack also includes tracks from King Cobra, a Bang Tango, and Lizzie Borden. Right on. So it's, I mean, it's made for metalheads. Shit, yeah. And I haven't seen the movie. So what's going, how can we, if it was made for us and it came out in 88, how do we never see it? I don't know. I'm going to have to check it out soon. But, yeah, me too now. But the album's pretty good. I checked it out and I'm going to, I'm going to play one of the original songs that they wrote for this movie. This is the band Black Roses with Soldiers of the Night.
Singer formerly known as Mark Free. Now known as Marcy Free. Yes. And most the, or, of, the most original of, Bruce Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> Marcy's the real hero, damn it. I stand by that. <laughs> if you can be a hero for getting a sex change, how come that guy wasn't heralded then? Well, no kidding. You know? Especially back in that area, not nearly as accepting in those days. No. So you want a hero off something like that? Yeah. That's where who are people should be rallying behind. But yeah, that I mean, it's interesting. I'm going to have to watch that movie. Yeah, me too. Because I'm, I'm really interested now. I want to see demonic monster teenagers. Yeah, totally. Get turned in or you come to your town and turn everybody into rock and rollers. Even the mayor had a star on his eye. They must have played a show at my house or something. I don't know. <laughs> your kid's been acting extra cool lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what's going around going on around here, but you kids are freaking awesome. Look at you. <laughs> All right, what do you got next? Well, you're talking Halloween. You got to talk monsters. We talked Freddy and Ghoulies and Jason Voorhees, but you, we got to talk about vampires. I mean, how many vampire movies have there been over the years that oh. would fit in perfectly for Halloween? Twilight. Twilight. Okay, but I would have to say that the best vampire movie ever, in my opinion. Was the Lost Boys? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that movie. I know you're just kidding. I hope you're just kidding. I did get dragged to see one of them. Really? Yeah, one of the aforementioned teenagers. Ah, uh, okay. That was before the Black Roses yes. turned them into cool kids, yeah. cool rock and rollers. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, that movie comes out, you know, and it's 
I, uh, man, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I really, really loved that movie when I ki- was a kid. I wanted to be a frog brother. <laughs> I remember when it came out. Yeah, I was a, a, most of everybody I hung out with loved that movie. Yeah, and you know, uh, Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. was awesome in that. That pretty much jump started his career and yeah. you know sent him into superstardom. But I mean, just a, a great movie. You know, good acting in it for the time. It was fantastic. You know, the special effects in it were really good. None of it was too cheesy. And the story was just fantastic. Also had a pretty cool soundtrack. Had Lou Graham on there from Foreigner. In Excess is on there. Roger Daltrey doing a a bizarro cover of Elton John's Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Wow. Is on that soundtrack. I don't think I have either. And an awesome song called Cry Little Sister Mm -hmm. by a guy named Gerard McMahon. Here's a good Chris. Uh, here's a good kiss tie-in, right, Chris? I know. What is it? It's the guy that wrote "Is That You" for the Unmasked album. That's right, and his buddy Vinnie Poncia brought it for Paul Stanley to sing, and you yep. know, history, right there. It all goes back to Kiss. It totally does. As talented of a songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist as Gerard McMahon was, he never had a hit as big as "Cry Little Sister." Great song from a great movie, but let's fast forward 20 some odd years to when the L.A. Guns do a freaking stellar cover version of this song. Oh, man, this is one of my all time favorite cover songs, period. This is the Phil Lewis, Steve Riley version of L.A. Guns featuring Adam Hamilton on bass and Stacy Blades on lead guitar. I think you're going to like this a lot. So from the uh, 2010 Covered in Guns, originally it's a Lost Boys song, so it works, right? Go along with me on this one. It's our show. We can do what we want. Here's the L.A. Guns with Cry Little Sister. Scream, I hear 
Man, isn't that freaking awesome? It's a good cover. Oh, um, I love it. I, I had never heard their cover of that, so I, I really enjoyed it. I remember the original from the soundtrack. Yeah. I even think that used to get radio airplay, if I'm remembering. I'm right. sure it did. It was they said it was his biggest hit song, so yeah. it's, it was a hit single, obviously. And I hadn't heard the original in years. I and mean, then when you picked this, I went back and listened to the original. It's not very 80s-sounding song. It is very 80 sounding. That's why I picked the L.A. Guns, more rocked-out version. I really love that cover, because it, it's that's the beauty of doing a cover. If you mm-hmm. take a song... That has that was cool and has potential to really rock and then rock it out and it turns into something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so I played something off the Black Roses soundtrack last time. I want to play something from another movie that probably well, this was made with a bigger budget and bombed miserably. Talking about a movie called Tales from the Crypt Presents Bordello of Blood. I know that one. I remember that when it came out. Yes. This movie came out. August 16th, 1996. The budget for this movie was $13.5 million. The box office earnings were $5 million. Dang. So it did not do well. Of course, Dennis Miller being your star probably had something to do with that. Right, yeah. It was not a very good movie. I thought the uh, the other Tales from the Crypt movie was better. I can't remember the name of that. Was that one. the one, uh, uh, what was the Demon Knight? Demon Knight. Yeah. That had Billy Zane in it. Right. I like that one better. Yeah, me too. Uh, this movie scored 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. But it's got a pretty good soundtrack that includes tracks by Thin Lizzy, Sweet, Cinderella, and Humble Pie. And this band, this is Anthrax from the Tales from the Crypt Presents with a song called Bordello of Blood.
the lesser-known John Bush-era Anthrax for you. That's cool, man. See, you know, all movies. See, that's why you need heavy metal bands to and hard rock bands to be on your soundtrack, just in case the movie does suck. Yeah, then at least you got that. Yeah. You got that going for you. All right. Well, we've got we got we're gonna close it all off talking about one movie, right? Yeah, because we we both picked songs from this soundtrack because it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. You know, and one of them that I picked, and we might as well just rock them out with it. You know, in the late '80s, few horror movie franchises were more popular than a Nightmare on Elm Street series created by Wes Craven. True. Not knowing how much it would grab people the way it did, Craven really didn't get that great of a deal from New Line Cinema when they first started it out. So he thought, well, man, you know, these movies are huge. You know, I should be making more money. And they're like, yeah, you already signed your deal. You know, (laughs) pretty much. So he decides to partner up with Universal Pictures to create a new horror movie franchise with a much better deal for himself. Because now he's a proven, you know, a proven guy. Yeah. Enter Horace Pinker. Horace Pinker was a Los Angeles serial killer who had killed over 30 people. After a massive manhunt and a shootout with the LAPD, Pinker is captured alive. He's arrested, convicted, and sentenced to death by the electric chair. However, because he makes a deal with Satan, he doesn't die, but turns into pure electricity that possesses people. And because this is kind of a dumb concept... Shocker would never get a sequel or become the film franchise that Craven had hoped that it would. A franchise of one movie. Yeah. Instead, the legacy of Shocker, like we said with the other one, is totally in its soundtrack. Definitely. You know, the soundtrack totally. was more popular than the movie was. Way more popular. You know, not only does it feature Megadeth, Iggy Pop, and Bonfire doing an unreleased Kiss song. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the sword and the stone on Great there. Song. It also features one of the greatest one-off supergroups of all time, and I think that's... Is that your pick, or is that... How are we doing? Well, let's keep it as a surprise. You do yours now. Okay, well, then I'll skip all that. I think the band that really, as good as that soundtrack was, the band that really stole the show on there was the band that had two songs featured on there, and I'm talking about the Dangerous Toys. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever played Dangerous Toys on Decibel Geek before. Yeah, we have. Yeah? I know have at, least, good. at least once. Okay, good. Uh, this is one of my all-time favorite songs by them. So, for part one of your uh, Shocker special here today, this is Dangerous Toys with Demon Bell. Where I wanna go to ring the demon bell Demon bell 
Jason McMaster-led Dangerous Toys from Texas. It's a Texas. great band. I wish more people knew about them because they were really underrated. fantastic. Yeah. They were they had a spot there around this around '89 yeah. when they were actually really damn popular. Oh, I remember when MTV played them quite a bit. I, know I remember the, te- the teasing, pleasing video and the scared video both got yeah. a ton of airplay. I remember seeing a lot of people running around with shirts with that crazy clown oh, on. Yeah, it. The, their artwork was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that was a good hook for them was that clown character. Yeah, very cool. So okay, so yeah, we're still we're going to talk about shocker here and let me go into a little bit of uh a little bit of stuff to expound on the film the the film did make money it would the budget was five million and they made 16.6 million yeah well i I remember wanting to see it so you know i'm sure i wasn't the only one and i'm sure a lot of metal fans probably went to see it because i remember the almost all the bands that were involved in the soundtrack were doing tons of promo for this movie yeah they were trying their best to help promote it um but it just did not. It didn't do well. It's not a very good movie. I've watched it, no. and I was like, "This is just not good." As bad as I wanted to like it when I was a kid, it's really, like I said, it's just a dumb concept. It you is. know, it's like this all this backstory, and where does it go? He sells his soul to the devil so he can become electricity that possesses people's bodies. But when he possesses their bodies, he still limps. <laughs> like, like the body, you could just jump into like Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. You know, a physical specimen. Yeah. 
and you would still limp. It's handicapped. Drag that leg, you handicapped know. Handicapped electricity. Right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a, it was not a good film. It didn't do well. He couldn't even catch nobody because he was dragging no. his leg everywhere he went. Yeah, I remember when it came out. A lot of people. I did have friends that went. I didn't go to see it in the theater. I saw it later, but I had a few friends that went like on opening night to see yeah. it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, the movie sucks. It's <laughs> just not any good. Well, all this joking around about it, but uh, cheers to Wes Craven. We just lost him. Yeah, that's true. Not too long ago. Yeah, rest in peace. One of the best, if you don't count Shocker. That's true. And before I go into the details on uh, my last song, which will be our playout song, we have anything we want to wrap up with real quick? Uh, become a VIP if you know what's good for you. Yep, had a couple more sign up this week. and Fantastic. Uh, we enjoy doing it. Slowly building the army of VIPs. Special Facebook group if you're part of it. Yeah, that's the coolest part, Get I think. Get to find out what we're up to, things that... You, what are you, you up to? What, what are you up what to? What are you up to? Hey, man. Happy Halloween. Same to you. Okay, so to wrap things up, from the Shocker soundtrack, as the aforementioned super group, this is a group called the Dudes of Wrath. This is kind of crazy. And... This is a it's an interesting combination of people. This song features Paul Stanley and good friend of the show Desmond Child on yeah, vocals. Double lead vocalist. Never thought I'd be able to say that. Guy Man Dude and Vivian Campbell on guitar. Yeah, two shredders right there, really. Rudy Sarzo on the bass. How cool is that? And Tommy Lee on the drums. That's about all you need. That's then, about all you need. In the late eighties. This is these are all musicians at the peak of their powers. I oh. think I think it's about time for the Dudes of Wrath to reunite and put out a full-length album. Don't you think? 2015, Absolutely. it's about damn time. And also featuring background vocals by Kane Roberts, Lou Merlino of Beggars and Thieves, Desmond Child, and Michael Anthony. Oh, wow. So everyone's on this damn song. It's a super, super, super group. So everyone have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Eat lots of chocolate. And yeah. let's get it on with the title track from Shocker. We'll see you next week. Rock on.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 